somebody I went to school with that I watched blow up from Abundant Life Academy to this. Wow, like Abundant Life Academy. That's a, that's a whole another episode of Abundant Life Academy. <laughs> Sandra Lee, how are you doing tonight? I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. I can't even believe. Man, look at us. We're grownups. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we was all rushing to be grown-ups, and now it's kind of like, if I could go back to abundant life, I'd kind of be, be okay with going back for a little bit. <laughs> all my meals was covered. I ain't got nothing to worry about. So yeah. we actress, singer, producer. You're out in Cali. I, I just mentioned abundant life. So from Jersey, what? Was this always like the plan to end up in California and in the entertainment industry? Yeah, I think that's always been the plan. I've always, always wanted to do entertainment. Um, I wanted to be a singer when I was really little. And then um, some experiences I went through, I feel tainted what uh, my joy in it or, or my purpose in it, you know? like if this was the right thing for me. So I kind of like moved it to the side. I loved acting as well, pursued acting. And this was always the end game. This is always, always, this was it. I've never had a plan B. If you know me, everyone knows this is what I said that I was gonna do and I'm finally doing it. And I'm really excited. And music came back out of left field. At what point, at what point did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Like um, honestly, when I was uh, around five or six years old, mm. I knew this is what I wanted to do. I was watching Selena, and there's a specific scene where um, the younger Selena is on her rooftop, and she's looking at the stars, and her sister comes out of the roof, and she's like, Selena, what are you doing up there? And she's looking at the stars, and she pretty much says that when she's on stage, she... Um, can feel everyone and she can and like give herself to everyone you know like give them the joy or she can feel everyone's emotions and and I thought to myself that's all I want to do I love people so much I just love people so much and I've always had a joy to make people feel joy to make people feel I've always said that I've always wanted to leave people differently when from when they first met me 
So from the moment they say hello, my name is, they're gonna feel so, something different. I've always said that that would be my mission and, and I wanna do it through entertainment and I love it. And yeah, that I've always known, I've always known. Some would say that you're definitely already doing that before we even you know you have music out, Nada came out. Of course, we're gonna talk about that. But mm-hmm. how it seems on the outside looking in, what your process was, was to grow a following through making people laugh. You had a lot of skits that were funny that touched, as you said, I'm sure it touched many of people. Was that your mindset of, hey, let me do these skits, let me build up a following, and then I'm gonna get back to the music? No, I music was just not even on my radar at all. I never, I didn't want to do music anymore. And um, and people would, would, would think I did it and I'd always deny it. No, I don't do music. No, I'm an actress. Like I was running from that, I didn't want to do it. And um, I didn't even think comedy would be what, what put me where I'm at. It gave me the platform. And I, I actually came to LA in the hopes of, produce, of uh, pursuing acting in drama and action. That was my two goals, drama and action. And um, I was going about it the traditional Hollywood way, which is auditioning. And then you hope you book something and then boom, you know, you work your way up. It could be, you know, a, a day player role or supporting actor, then the lead, you know, whatever. That's, that's the route I was going. By the way, I'm afraid of bugs. I'm outside because I think the office was, my office was being used. If I see a bug and I freak out, just know that's why I'm freaking out. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think comedy was going to be anything for me. And it, I, I, people just kind of naturally hung out with me and saw that I was funny or was witty. And, you know, you're in LA, everyone is working, everyone is creating. And, you know, then they were like, you know, come in and be on this. And, and then I would, and it would do well. And then it would, then it went viral. And then people were just like, you need to start your own page. And I was like, I don't know what to do it about. You know, I've tried, I tried doing YouTube so many times. I've tried it doing uh, motivational speaking, right? Cause I'm a very deep person. If you look at my page now, it, it, you probably couldn't even tell. I keep that like for moments like this now, but I used to be extremely philosophical and deep and on, and on my page and very spiritual on my page. That's how I started. And then there was no traction, no hit. So I got discouraged, I stopped. And then I did fitness and, and it still wouldn't hit. And I got discouraged and I stopped. And then I did vlogging and it didn't hit. So I got discouraged and I stopped. Then I did like beauty reviews and it didn't hit. Got discouraged and stopped. And then I have someone telling me, you need to, you need to do YouTube. And I'm like, I've tried. I don't know what to do it about. And he's like, do this. Do what you're do what you're doing on everyone else's page, giving everyone else views. Do it for yourself. And I was like, but I don't know any funny ideas. He was like, yes, you do. Like you do. And like if it wasn't for my friend Ken calling me, I would have never started that page. And he told me, he gave me a formula. He told me what to do. He was just like, post every three days. And I did. I posted every three days. And I just focused on that to get me out of a job. That's all I did was comedy content because I started getting traction. I started getting followers. I started getting the feedback. The views started going up. So that's what I just focused on. Music was never, it wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't on my radar. I thought I was going to become an actor 
through the traditional Hollywood way. Everything that you've seen, I didn't plan at all. And I think that's the beauty in it is because you think your life is going to go one way and you think, you know, but it's so humbling to know that you have no idea and God does, you know, it's very humbling. And I'm living proof of kind of like not, you don't need to see the the whole staircase to take the first step. Mm -hmm. Got to keep taking steps, just keep taking steps. And it's like, it just starts being laid out for you, you know, and then you reach a level of, of confidence where you know every decision you're going to make is the right one. For some reason, you just have this discerning factor where you're just, I, you're not even thinking at this point, you're kind of just deciding you're doing, you know, in the beginning, everything feels like, am I making the right choice? I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing to set myself up for this big picture that you have in your mind. But when really there's no thinking that's involved, it's just, just do it. You just go, you just go, you know? Well, with that answer, I think we have the title of this episode. It would have to be either Perseverance or Decorating Patience. That would have to be the title of this episode because you literally went through the all the popular videos that everybody tries to do. The fashion reviews, the makeup. All right, I'm going to do the workout videos. I'm going to do everybody goes and everybody, I think, definitely can relate to that aspect of I tried it and didn't hit the thing is you kept going though a lot of people try it like ah oh, this ain't work I'm done like this ain't this ain't meant to me for you to have that continued confidence and perseverance to keep going because you already knew I'm going to do this and it's going to something going to hit whether it's this, this beauty vlog I'm about to do this vlogging travel I'm gonna be traveling around Cali and showing y'all something going to hit right Kudos to you for continuing, you Thank know, you. keep pushing through. Transitioning real quick, though, because I want to talk about the music because you keep mentioning that you were trying to run away from it. What got you to go to the point like, hey, I'm going to pick up music again? Yo, that's a great question. I mean, um, you know what's really funny? I'm going to tell I'm going to first tell you this story because I think you'd, you'd get a kick out of it. Um when I was, I was in Newark one day, right? And I had a friend getting married at the Newark courthouse. And mm -hmm. I was with my husband at the time. And um, we, were, we were parking and we go to pay for parking and he realizes he left his wallet in the car. So he goes back and um, this lady walks by and I go, hey ma'am, do you know how to get to the area of the courthouse where they um, do the weddings? And she goes, Huh. Um, she goes, yeah, actually you, you just, she tells me where to get, where to go. And I go, thank you. Have, um, I go, thank you. God bless you. And then she says, God bless me. And I go, yeah, God bless you. And then she goes, that's so interesting. I go, what, what, what's interesting. She's like, I never take this way to work. She's like, I work here. I usually park closer to my door, but God told me to park here for some reason. And I didn't know why, but then I run into you and you're blessing me. And then she goes, can I just, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, sure. And then my husband comes up and she just kind of starts prophesying over my life. And this had happened in this season of my life. This was happening at least once a month mm. where someone random was telling me about the stuff I'm doing right now, you know, what they saw. And she said, and she was the first though to ever say music. 
you're going to do something great in music. You're going to be great musically. And, and you're so multi-talented. She's like, you can do pretty much everything. You're multi-talented. And I, I just see your name. I see, I see music. And she was like, just going off on all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think it was music. Like I, like, I remember when she walked away, I remember telling, uh, uh, I was telling him, I was like, I don't, I don't think she meant music. I think she just means acting. Like, I don't know. I don't think she meant music. And, <laughs> and that was that, like, just now know that story. Right. That was uh -huh. that. And till this, like, like it's mind blowing because for years I always said, she just means, she just means acting because everyone else who prophesied never brought up music, but they brought up a lot of the same things. Like your headshot. I just see a headshot. You're so beautiful. I see, I see you standing in, in a room and, and you demand the whole room or, uh, I see, I see people asking so much about what you do or just like all this stuff, you know, and no one would ever say music. So that one really stood out. And I remember, um, I was not where I was, where I am. I was still hustling. I was still figuring out this whole game and I was doing audience work. So if you watch shows in 2019, a little bit of 2020, whether it be The Voice, whether it be um, The Four, it could be The Real, it could be Steve Harvey, you know, any of these, you might see me in the audience doing this, right? That's what I used to get paid to do. And I remember being on The Four and music excites me. It just excites me in a different way that acting does, but I'm in denial, right? I'm in denial. And I'm standing there and I feel all this excitement for everything that's happening and it fuels me, but I'm always just like, that could never be me. And I had a friend there. I had, I had made friends because you're, you're doing the show, you know, every day. And I made friends and this girl brought a new friend and she introduces me and she goes, oh, this is, this is Cassandra. She's in music. And I'm like, oh. And again, a different friend from a different circle, different show, did the same thing. All oh, this Cassandra, she's in music. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I have to explain to people, no, I'm not. And then I'll see someone else and they're talking to me. And then like, and you do, you do music, right? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't do music, guys. You know, I don't understand why people keep telling me that I do music. And then I meet Carly, who is my girlfriend now. And her mom... Um, when I first met her, we were friends. We were just friends. And her mom had this connection at this music studio. And um, so imagine just making a friend and she calls you and she's just like, hey, so my mom just wanted you to know she has a music studio in case you ever wanted to use it. And I go, well, I don't, I don't sing. And then she's like, oh, I know, I know. But like, I don't know why she wanted me to tell you that. She just wanted me to tell you that. And I was just like, okay, thanks. I don't, okay, whatever. You know, and I'm just like, that's so weird. Then I get put in a group chat. And I, and I get into this group chat and it's a whole bunch of music artists and producers and anyone in the music industry. And um, the guy who put me in goes, hey, I put you in this group chat. I just thought you could benefit from it. And I'm like, thank you. Why? I don't understand why everyone is doing this. I don't get it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just, and then I start really, you know, meditating on it and praying on it. And I'm like, God, I don't understand why this music thing is following me in such a way, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm feeling a tug. I start to feel the tug now. 
Now I'm starting to feel compelled. And this prophecy comes back in my head. You know, I remember that story. And I just go, huh. Okay, I feel like there's a pull here. I don't know what it is. I'm going to allow myself to be open to it now. And so um, Carly ends up being a poet. And she, when she was a child, wanted to be a songwriter, but she also was running from the, the idea of songwriting. And so now we're, now we're here, we're friends. And she started showing me her poems. And one of them, I go, yo, that could be a song. So I start like singing it. And then she's like, oh, you have potential. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, I was like, you have potential for being a songwriter. She's like, nah, nah, nah. Yo, we ended up staying up to like 4 a.m. writing a song, creating a whole song. That was the day I started music. And so that was, that was in 2018 of August. And ever since then, I, I went from, let's just do it for fun to, I wanna figure this out. I wanna figure out what I sound like. I wanna figure it out. I, I just, I, I don't know why, I just feel like I love it. I find my sound and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Like, I love this. It, I love acting. If anyone knows, I love acting. That's one thing I feel like I cannot die without pursuing that, without completing a movie or something. I, that has That's a big deal for me. Imagine knowing that, that I love it that much. Imagine music just a little bit more. I love it a little bit more. It's just, and it's like shocking because I never thought I could love anything else more than acting. And now I'm, now I'm here. Now I'm like, no, I'm doing this. I went from trying this to I am doing this and I know exactly how I want to do it. And it's well, crazy. The thing you just mentioned though, you said you never could imagine that, but you go back to when you were five or six, it was like kind of, that love was always there. It was just kind of put on the back burner and now it's coming back. So I could, I could see that being a tad bit above acting. It started at five or six. Like you didn't yeah. see the Selena scene. It was like, oh, I love to, I love to do the acting on the aspect. You saw the singing, it was like, yo, boom. And yeah. once you got to the point, all right, it transitioned mm -hmm. the acting because you was putting music on the back burner. Now that it's here, it is right, right back this way. Isn't that so great? that's out right now. Mm -hmm. Nada, right? Mm -hmm. All Spanish. Do you? want to stay in that lane musically going forward where it's all Spanish or you want to be able to go back and forth from having Spanish songs, English songs? What's your your mindset towards that? Yeah, that's interesting too because I, I well, to answer just straight up, no, I'm going to do both. My next song is all English. And then the next one after that is mainly English and it has a little bit of Spanish. Um, but bangers, bangers. And, um, but it's funny because I remember with acting, I was like, man, I want to, I want to do more, um, acting in the Latino culture. I don't feel like I own my Latin culture enough in my acting world and my skit world. And I remember feeling like that and the music comes out of nowhere and accidentally everything is Spanish music. The first song I was ever on was a Spanish song accidentally, accidentally. Like I didn't seek it. It was like, Hey, I'm in town come to the studio, and then a track was made. Then I'm in New Jersey. Hey, come to the studio. Me, I want you to meet this artist. And a track was made. 
And then, and then it was like, hey, come to the studio. And there's like five artists, they're all Latin artists. And then a track was made. Like it just, it, I didn't, I didn't, I just met these people. I didn't, I didn't pursue it. Um, but it gave me the confidence to then say, let's do it in English. And, and so now this will be the first song that I drop in English and it's all me, no features. Cause any song you look up right now, currently there's someone on every song that I'm on. So this will be the first song where it's solely me and it's all English and it is a vibe. It is insane. Do you, you'll have a music video for that one. Also, you had a music video for Nada was really dope. Do you think that you would want to go with that route of like having a music video pairing with the songs? Because you see now some artists just drop music and music videos are kind of becoming less of a thing in some worlds. Cause you know, we growing up, we had MTV and they would show the music videos and the top 10 music videos. You had 106 in part, those things aren't around anymore, but you mm -hmm. have some still like to do the music videos and the art of it. Do you think you'll still go down that path of doing the music videos? Absolutely. So the goal I have right now is to drop a song and a music video every month. That's the goal. It's a very uh, ambitious goal, but I think I can do it, you know? So I'm, that's just where my head is at. I started as a visual artist. People know me because of my acting. Everything I've done has been visual. And so I need to keep that aspect. If I disconnect from the visual, I will lose my audience. I can't just go to sound. I can't, I can't just go to music. So I'm connecting everything I do visually um, to keep everyone engaged and, and show a different side of my artistry. I don't think everyone, no one's seen this side. This whole side of me is new and, and I hope people are receiving it well. I hope I'm transitioning it properly because most people just see me as a goofball, which is cool. And, and I am, I am a total goofball, but there's so much more to me that so many people don't know. Like even in this conversation, I'm sure a lot of people are like, wow, like I'm learning so much about how I actually am. You know, what, what you see on social media is one avenue and I try to showcase as many different sides of me so people can try to get their best idea of who I am, but I'm never gonna be able to, right? It's just hard, but. Um, That's Something interesting you mentioned right there, because you hear it often with the Kevin Hart's of the world. You hear it with the, we saw it most recently, I believe it was Chris Rock that was in the Spiral movie. He's trying to, he mentioned he's trying to do more roles that are not comedic. How hard do you think that is to transition to do other genres of videography? of acting and of music to show yourself in a different light when some may only see you as comedic. Yeah, it, it's hard, but I mean, it's, not, it's harder for, it's harder for some people. It's hard period, but it's gonna be harder for some people. You know, I think for me, in the beginning, I was kind of getting typecasted into this angry Latina, you know? Uh, this, they, a lot of people put me in skits to be the loud, angry girl, you know, and and I and I killed it at that. However, I, I wanted everyone to know that I do so much more, and um, and I started to showcase that. I think on every skit set that I've ever been on, I've gotten complimented on how well I act. That from the jump, 
they knew I wasn't just a skit actor. And so people started trusting me with drama. People started trusting me with um, different roles, a different type of comedy, nerdy, right? Like get on, get on the goofy side. I'm a very animated person. The loud person was just because it, it was easy. Everyone knew like they needed a Latina who could be loud. Easy. Cassandra could do it. Um, but my actual favorite type of comedy acting is very animated, very goofy, very, very Steve Martin and, and Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, like super goofy, animated. That's like where I love to play. Sarcastic. Um, I'm not so much like a pun type of comedian or, or um, you know, just that one, like be angry, loud type, you know. And so I tried to, I tried to show my versatility that way. I think this is a question I'm still learning to answer because I'm still evolving. I don't think I've made it yet. And so to some people, I'm a skit actor who they can see that I do so much, but I haven't, people don't know me yet, right? There's a lot of people that know me, but people don't know me yet. And I am trying right now to showcase as, mon as many things as I can of what I can do so that as I'm getting bigger, I want an audience from different things and they find these other things. So for example, if I go out right now, I usually get people who, who come up to me and go, oh, I've seen you in the skits. Oh, I've seen you in, in this skit. I've seen you with this person. You work with this person, right? I've had people say, I've seen you because of your YouTube channel, whatever. But no one has said music. No one has said this movie. No one has said this show. And right now I'm positioning myself. You're gonna see in the next few months, the different projects that I worked on last year are gonna start dropping. And I'm curious to see the impact that it has on my following and the type of people that start to gather to see my content because I'm, I can't wait for the day for someone to be like, yo, your music, I, that's never happened. Or the movie, or, you know, that's never happened. So I'm excited to see it because these different projects are showcasing me differently, each one. Each one, one is one, you're seeing a comedic gangster, another you're seeing an action art, you know, drama character, another one you're seeing like a stripper, you know, another one you're seeing, um, and then you're seeing me just do music, you know what I mean? Like all these different, it's so versatile that I, I hope I performed and executed each one so authentically that from the jump, they're not even questioning or not being able to respect the other. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I only see you as this, I can't respect you as that. You just don't hit with this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping that everything is being executed like off the jump that I'm a versatile, versatile actor or artist, you know? Um, so I guess we'll find out if I'm doing it right. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's important and that's key. A lot of people, try to box people in like, all right, once you get here, you have to do this. No, don't, don't get out of this box. You do drama, don't get out of this box. You do Latino music. Don't, don't transition to English. Don't do a hard mm -hmm. song, don't do a mm -hmm. pop song. Just mm -hmm. do it. I think that's something that we do often as humans in general. Our mind, a lot of humans, our mindset is so small on how we view ourselves, we try to portray that onto other people. So because we don't think you can be an actress, you can be a singer, and you can be a basketball player all in one, 
and succeed at each one, oh, nah. I think they need to just, you see it in sports all the time. Let this person just focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. They can't rap at the same time. There's no way they'll be able to rap and still work on their craft. Right. Yeah. So 24 hours a day. Yeah. You don't right. really come your time. So. Right. I think you should definitely keep going along that path of pursuing that, of being versatile. And I think people that are versatile are people that always will be needed because it's like, all right, we need a comedian. Covers that. Drama covers that. Singing covers that. So it's always a job. Mm-hmm. It's always a job. What you need me to do, I can do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. I love what I do, man. I love acting. I love acting because I get to become people. I love people. And I feel like what better way to understand human beings than becoming them. And then music is just like this. It's it's a selfish thing for me. I feel like with music, it, it fuels that little girl in me. It, um, it's a sense of expression. It's very therapeutic. It's, it's, an, it's empowering because I've been so afraid of it. It's like every time I do it, I'm facing a fear. It's empowering. It builds my confidence. And then when I perform, instantly seeing the energy of love and joy being transferred into someone else instantly, I could see their eyes immediately light up over what I'm doing. That is life-changing. It's life-changing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like I get two different, you know. That's both like, worlds. Yeah. So I, I want to ask, with the versatility, were there anybody that you specifically looked up to in the entertainment world? Like Sammy Davis Jr. did a lot of different things. Jamie Foxx has done music and acting and movies and rapping. You got Beyonce doing music and movies and acting. Were there anybody like that that you specifically looked up to because of their versatility? You know, that's so interesting that you say that. I don't know. I mean, I've I've looked up to certain like artists in their respectable lanes. I don't think I've actually said like, I want to be like this person because they do everything because I didn't think I was going to be doing everything. I, I honestly just thought I was doing acting so I didn't have that but now that I'm stepping into that realm yeah I you know I am constantly being told of like you know Jamie Foxx or Will Smith or um, you know a lot of people a lot of people are in my ear you know telling me you know a lot of artists become actors but it's hard for actors to become artists like and the examples behind that. I don't know if I have a, an image of someone I really wanna be like, you know, people have brought up, you know, JLo because she does do everything, you know, she does literally everything. So I guess in the business, in a business mind, entrepreneurially, the way that she runs an empire, she's ideally someone I, I look up to in that realm. You know what I mean? But I think that I am um, one of a kind, you know, I really think that I'm coming out doing something, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I can't, I can't think of anyone I want to be like so much per se in that, in that aspect when it comes to just the gift of, of doing everything. I need to, I need to think more on that. I have 
people from each thing that I'm like, this is what I like of this person in this industry or in this lane. And, this, and I kind of create like a formula of like, all right, I'm going to see if I can kill it in these lanes the way that each of these people do. But it's not like a one person, you know? So now we might have another option for the title of the episode, <laughs> one of one. Like, <laughs> I might have to be the, we might have a couple of titles, you know, <laughs> In church, you know, they got the first title and the subtitle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had to have another title, that you might have to do that on this. Right, episode. right, right. What oh, was that. the biggest? We got a couple more because we again appreciate you taking time out. A couple more questions before we transition. What was the biggest transition going from Jersey to Cali? Hmm. Boy, I struggled. <laughs> I went homeless. We went homeless out here. Um, I, I, I did it in a way I don't recommend. I didn't visit. I just, we just came here. Dumb, no money, dumb, no job, dumb. Everything was dumb, right? We were naive and just, you know, hopeful and, and really thought we can make something of ourselves. And we did, you know, we did. So I don't know, maybe naive is good, but, um, in the route that I took, I struggled a lot, you know, and I didn't have to. Um, but it, I, I don't regret it. It made me who I am, you know? So the transition was rough. You know, I didn't know how to make money out here. I didn't know where the money was at and it's everywhere. When you learn that, you know how to get it. But I didn't know. I didn't know when I first got here, we struggled. That first year was the toughest year. I repossessed twice, homeless living out of a storage unit, you know? literal storage unit and if we had the car we were living out of the car showering at the gym hungry you know really scrambling for food and and when we would have a good day of money our our treat was subway you know yo that five dollar foot long yo like that shit would hit i mean sorry that would hit (laughs) it would hit it would hit you know and and it, it's just, it was, it's a, it's a long time coming, man. That it, it was hard. It was hard. With hearing that, even the more, a lot of people go through that and they're coming back home. They're coming back to wherever they come from. What kept you going? Like to, to, I didn't even know that aspect. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know if you posted it on social media or not, but hearing that for the first time for myself, what kept you going to stay out there? Like, I'm sure family wanted you to come back. I'm sure people were in your ear like, yo, this wasn't the right thing. You didn't do it right. Just come back, just give up. Maybe you could try again in a couple of years. What kept you out there to keep going? Um, There was no plan B, man. There was just no plan B. Like it, okay, so I'll tell you a quick story. I was at an audition at Fox Studios and I bombed this audition, failed miserably. <laughs> and what was crazy about it was two scenes. I was playing a Brooklyn accent and, and the first scene, I killed it. And the lady goes, wow, I'm impressed. Okay, scene two. When she said, wow, I'm impressed, that got in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, is this it? Is this the moment? 
oh my goodness, this is the most, like, and now I'm hyping myself up. Now I'm getting nervous because I'm like, don't mess up. This might be the moment. Mm. And I put this moment so big that I got extremely nervous. I start stummer, stammering. Let me restart. Okay. Restart, start stammering. I'm sorry, one more time. I start stammering again. She goes, I go one more time. She said, last one, that's it. And then I do it. I still stammered. And I left there so defeated. I remember looking at Fox Studios, like I'm in LA, I'm in Fox Studios. I'm seeing these sets. I'm seeing Modern Family. I'm seeing everyone's names where they can park. I'm seeing these fake houses. I'm seeing production. I'm seeing this whole world. And I didn't want to leave because I know I didn't get this audition. When was the next time I was going to be in here? I don't know. So I just stood there and I cried. I just cried my eyes out. Finally get in the car and I start yelling at God. And I start saying, why did you make me this way? Why couldn't I just stay in Jersey teaching karate? Why did you make me this way? Why do you have me coming all the way out here, making a fool out of myself? I'm in pain. I'm hungry. Why am I here? Why am I here, God? Like, why couldn't I just feel good, like satisfied doing karate in Jersey? It just doesn't fulfill me. And I just begged God to wonder why, like, why don't, why am I not fulfilled with that? Why can't I just be normal? And that's, that's when I found out the reason why I love what I do. It's just, he was like, you love people too much. That's all I felt in my heart. You love people way too much. You want to become them. I need you to become them. And he says, that's what I did. Jesus became you. I want you to do the same thing. I need you to become my people and share stories that you need to talk to them. And I, and I remember sitting there like crying. I remember yelling, hitting the steering wheel, crying. And when I heard that, when I felt that, that like, oh my goodness, the amount of purpose and fulfillment I got in that moment, I said, I got to keep going. And so I did, I kept going. And, and every time I had a setback, I remember when I, when I had no money, broke, I had, my cousin had a place to stay here and I didn't tell him any of my burdens, but he said, you know, you can stay here. I'm not gonna be in town for a bit. We had this one week and it was coming to the end of the week or it was like, it was maybe four weeks, three weeks. It was coming to the end of the week and I knew we had nowhere else to go and I didn't wanna go back to the storage unit. And I remember crying my eyes out again yelling, I will never be broke again. I will never be broke again. The next month we had an apartment and I've never been homeless since. So you, you find it in you, man. If you want something, you find it in you. It's there, right? I, I believe if, if you have on your heart to, to do something, to create something, and you know you're good at it, and you know it fulfills you, like it's undeniable to me that what I do fulfills me. I I don't think I would be sane if I didn't do what I, what I was created to do. It's like asking a drum to sound like a harp. It is impossible. It would not be the instrument it needs to be, right? So when you find the instrument you are meant to be, it fuels the reason you wake up, right? And when you do it, and when you feel that, that to me, that's God saying you're, you're purposed to do it. You're created to do it. I was, I was at a, a, a concert yesterday 
yesterday at the Hollywood Bowl. And it was my friend, my, my girlfriend, her childhood friend, 10 years old, they were hanging out. And now he's at the Hollywood Bowl, mind blowing. And I'm sitting there, I have my brother with me and I tell him, look, look at this very moment. This man is here and there's thousands of people in this stadium. And all he's doing is expressing his gift and uniting people. We have so many differences. I wouldn't hang out with this person over here. I wouldn't hang out with this person over here. We have so many differences, but we're all united for this one gift. This is God's work. This is beautiful. And I'm saying, this proves to me that if you have a gift, all you have to do is express it. And if you express it, there's an audience for it all the time. Because if it, if it wasn't true, God wouldn't give it to you. God's gifts are meant to be expressed. They're meant to be shown. They're meant to be seen because they're not even for us. They're for everyone else. So if I don't do my gift, I am blocking whatever emotion or, or, or connection in someone else's path is supposed to have. I'm, I'm no longer there to pursue that. So now what, whatever message they were supposed to receive, they're not going to get because I, I was selfish. I was too afraid to pursue my gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm only talking to you having this conversation because I went for it and I am where I am. If I didn't, would we be having this conversation? Therefore, the people watching this, listening to this, whatever message or impact, somebody's getting lit right now. Someone is getting excited. Someone's getting inflamed. Someone's going, oh, I, I can do this. They wouldn't get this moment if I didn't go after it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Gifts are meant, their purpose. That's God, that's God telling you, you're meant to do this. Go do it. You know, that's why I kept going. Yeah, that's definitely, when that happens, it's all glory to God because if it wasn't for him, these things wouldn't happen. And I heard this at my church was like, if God tells you to do something, your gift, speak to somebody, show love to somebody, and you don't do it, the blood is on your hands. Exactly. That's on exactly. your hands. You don't know what what it what it's gonna do in their life. God uses everything. You doing a, a skit and mm -hmm. talking to that person could be the thing that helps them, you know, not commit suicide. You never exactly. know. You just yeah. do it because God told you to do it. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I don't know when, which is literally your situation. Mm -hmm. I'm homeless, I'm broke. I don't know when it's going to turn around, but I'm going to keep going. And I really do think when we have that type of faith, when we continue, even though we can't see it, God definitely, definitely blesses that. Amen. He blesses Amen. that. My child believes me. They don't see it. They don't know when it's going to happen. It's, it's just like when, whenever you get to that point of having kids, our parents, I know our parents are happy. It's like, yo, yeah. I'm going to get them this gift for Christmas. Now, as kids, we don't know how. We don't know where the money coming from. We don't know that our parents are broke. We don't know that our parents are about to be foreclosed on a home. We just know daddy said, mommy said they're going to get me this. And if we have that same type of child-like faith belief with God, we like we should. Like God said, you are going to be an actress. You are going to sing. All right, daddy. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. 
whenever you do it, I'm ready. So definitely God honors that for sure. Yeah. So So, 177,000 followers. How much do you care about followers and likes? Um, I care. I care because it is, it's, it's my business, right? So, you know, you got to have goals now and then reach different goals. And I care because if I'm not getting the type of engagement that I need, I can't close certain deals, right? So I definitely care um, on the business aspect. I also care on the intimate aspect of connecting. I do my very, very best to be as authentic as I can be on social media um, because it is a world where you can portray anything you want and it doesn't have to be true and it could be it could be what you want people to believe it could be whatever i don't want to be that right i really am doing my best to show my entire journey if i fail i'm failing in front of everyone i'm getting up in front of everyone i'm dusting myself off in front of everyone i am motivating everyone the way i'm motivating myself i'm creating this, I'm creating, I'm trying to be as authentic as I possibly can. So I care because I know that people are coming for something that they're following this because they chose to see my content. And so I want to do something with that, right? There's something powerful there. And, um, and then as far as like the caring aspect of negativity that comes along with it, you know, that is, that I can care less about, you know, that I can care less about, you know, the haters, they, they coming out. And to me, I'm just like, I'm learning right now. You can't please everyone. I'm learning that everyone has an opinion and I'm learning um, that that's, that's not where I need to put my attention because I can't please everyone and everyone's opinion really doesn't matter what matters is, am I being authentic to me in my journey? That's what matters because I don't ever want to put too much attention to the praise either. And I don't want to put too much attention to the negativity either, because without either one of those, there's one person and that is me. And I go to bed and I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm a person just like everyone else. And so am I being true to me? Am I feeling happy? That's really what I care about. And I think if I stay true to that, all those other numbers are going to get taken care of, you know? So I think that's important of staying even kill throughout all that. Um, is, I guess you could say in a sense, it's easier for me to say because I haven't got to 177,000 followers, but I listened and watched a lot of interviews and different people that are in the millions and whatnot. And they say, even at this point of having the success in the career of the million followers, which a lot of people, they equate that to success. Having those followers, they can still sometimes 3,000 comments, you know, you're the best, you're the best. And they'll pay attention to the one that's like, you know, you're not even that funny anymore. You trash. So I can see how that is a constant. I think that's a constant thing. especially as a creative being that people critique your work you have to have people say that they like it so I think that's on certain on some level like of course you can love what you do but if nobody else liking it right yeah because you need you you need people to like it you need people to engage 
it's it's a business at the end of the day it's a business i think that people lose sight that that's what it is like this is what pays the bills and so i don't know if people just think like this is fun like this is me just showing my life some days i don't want to show my life you know what i mean but i have to because this is literally what continues to pay the bills i have to think of new angles i have to find ways to stay relevant at this at the constantly recreate reinvent myself so that everyone stays engaged because someone else is coming to you know what i mean attention span is all over the place so i care there's that fine line you know but you know if i put so much weight on it god forbid someone doesn't praise me one day and i put so much weight on all this praise what happens you know i gotta be okay with myself i gotta be the one telling myself i'm amazing i am beautiful and i appreciate everyone that does i love everyone that supports I'm grateful for everyone that supports because I remember a day when I was broke and homeless, wishing for these kinds of things. And so I'm very grateful, you know, very grateful. And all I want to do is just continue impacting. Again, the more authentic I can stay to myself, the more I feel like that is natural, right? That stuff just happens naturally. If people love me, and love what I'm doing, they're going to keep showing up, but I got to show love first. I got to show who I am, like I am a loving being, that you're coming here to get filled, not taken down, you know? So hopefully, hopefully I stay on that path. I do have to say it, it is getting harder because um, I'm not in the millions yet, you know? Because again, I would listen to those podcasts too. And I'd be like, well, I got it in the bag, it's easy. I'm starting to see just like how opinionated people really are and judgmental and, rude and it's just and but you gotta like move that to the side because i'm not i'm not here for that if you have an opinion that's that's great that's beautiful you don't see me not i'm not coming after you i'm you know what i mean whatever it's just you know it's harder it gets harder but i i think that this is a great mindset to have you know yeah i definitely could attest to the recreating and the constantly you gotta try to stay relevant this is why part of, for those that are watching, that those that listen to this, we're trying to have more females on our show. So we can touch the female, but I, it hit differently when one of our co-hosts, his fiance was like, yo, I love the show, but y'all don't really have females on. Ooh, hey, okay. Okay, now I gotta find <laughs> females. Put on the show. I have three sisters. Like, I'm, I'm definitely all four females. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the shows, not a female in sight. <laughs> it was like every ten episodes. I'm like, nah. That's kind of what I see a lot of podcasts that I listen to. They have a female on here, sprinkle one in. I want mm -hmm. this to be more of a regular thing. Mm -hmm. We create like. We started off, honestly, it was mainly Black people following. Now we have different ethnicities. So we got to throw out other things in there. We might throw out some hockey, some golf. There you go. <laughs> we might throw out, hey, I think Dumb and Dumber is funnier than life. Like, we might, we got to throw out, like, one of my, one of my followers was like, yo, why are you even putting Adam Sandler in a conversation of funniest comedians? I have to bring everybody together now, right? Yeah. Everybody. So I definitely could relate to that. Last question before we transition. What is 
being a creative, what is your like creative process like for you? I think it depends on everything, um, on, on whatever the project is at hand, but like um, acting depends on the character. If it's a more serious char character, I need time to get into that zone because I'm a very goofy person. So I need a moment to kind of start pulling my colors of experiences in life. And then, you know, so that happens. If it's an audition, I'll even get down to the type of music the character might listen to. Um, if it's a goofy one, if it's a skit, I'm pretty much present. Like I just go and improv or like, I'll find out when I get to the set and I just um, play off of the energy of everyone. Um, if it's comedic, but but a movie, I'm gonna take it a little bit a little bit more serious. But I again, I'm I'm I like to rely on the natural state of in comedy. I'll learn a script, but then I'll like throw it out so I could just be present. If it's music, music is interesting. It's like 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 today was happening. I was driving from the set to here so we could get on this podcast. And I had like this vision of a music video of, I'm not gonna say the idea because I, I, wanna, I wanna do it and surprise everyone. But I get this vision and I'm like, ooh, that would be dope. I need a song that could resemble this image. So I felt a creative like wind come through. So. I just turned instrumentals on and then I just start feeling what melodies may come or I just know what, I've, what I'm visioning. So I know what words would fit that vision. So I just start thinking of emotions that fit this vision and maybe a song will come out of that. I don't know. You know, I like to, I, honestly, everything is just like in a present feeling, you know, like even in the studio, my best songs are presently felt created in that very moment you know it's just it's just unique it's different because the song that I dropped that I'm dropping the all English one that song was written before we got into the studio but the melody and the beat was created in that moment which is I feel what makes the entire like it's takes that song and brings it to life but it really just depends I don't know I think to be creative everything everything's an opportunity Everywhere you go, there's a there's a funny moment you could pick up to create something out of. Everywhere you go, you know, you can observe people, learn more about people so you can portray them better. Um, everywhere you go, there's emotion. There's just emotion. There's colors. You see people, how, how they react. It's just it's everywhere. So I feel like you got to be really in tune with yourself and you got to be really in touch with the world to be able to create because it's, it's feedback, like creation is, is what is this, you know? It, it's alive. So you, you, everything is speaking to you and I don't know how to explain it. So it's just, it's a very present state. Nah, I definitely could attest to that. It's like random moments. I'll be laughing and I'll get a, yo babe, this would be a perfect skit. Like if we were to do this. So I definitely get that. Like I just came with an idea. That's what I was saying, like, if we were in Jersey, it would have been great to try to do this in person some way, somehow. Yeah. If we could, Ali, Def got to hit you up. Maybe we do an episode in the studio, something, like, mm -hmm. on a different forum. 
on a different creative aspect, but yeah. I get that, that cre the creativity is always flowing. And I hear from stand-up comedians to actors, a lot of it is just watching the world. A lot of it is just paying attention and being observant. You are able to do the Latina loud person observing your surrounding, being around, seeing that growing up, and you could do it naturally. Mm -hmm. We can do church scene naturally. We grew up, we see it, we observed it, we know exactly, oh, we, yeah. we know because <laughs> we observed and seen it. So mm -hmm. I think that is definitely so true. Yeah. With the quickness segment. Yeah, yeah. Before we get you out of here, again, we appreciate you for hopping on the bench mob ENT. First one, real easy one, something simple. What's your go-to meal? Go-to meal? I would say it is a um, avocado and beets bowl at Urban Plates. Mm, healthy. Yeah, I'm very healthy. <laughs> that sounds extremely healthy. <laughs> at this point, 177,000 followers. What's the craziest thing that's been sent to your DM? Oh God, I should just open one right now. I don't know. I think today I got offered a sugar daddy. <laughs> okay. okay, sugar daddy offer, okay. Dream person to work with on a movie movie oh gosh that's a hard one because there's so many give me three top three Jeez. okay um ooh, i would love to work with um i would love to work with like taraji i would love to work with taraji i would love to work with a will smith i would love to work with um well, Rachel McAdams, she's a great actress. There's just so many. I don't know, bro. Like, I hate being asked this question because when I tell you I appreciate so much talent and I just want to work with everybody in the world, it would be great. I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, some, those are three to name a few. All right. You're in acting. You're a producer. Give me your top five movies you've seen okay i love apocalypto that one's amazing um this is just nostalgic and like my childhood favorite movie a little princess um i love there's just so many movies i love avatar avatar is amazing um I love, I don't know. See, these are hard too, because it's like so many good movies out there and I can't even think, and I suck at this because I can't think right now. Like, I don't know, all the movies. <laughs> Some shows, I actually find myself appreciating more work in shows than I do in movies. I feel like movies are like someone just telling us, telling us what's on their mind, you know, like, we're watching their mind created. Sorry. So give me then 
some TV shows that like TV shows that I like appreciate the writing and the producing aspect, the acting. Um, there's a show called Betty. I think that the the way they shoot it is amazing. Um, a show called well Euphoria, art so artistically created, well written. Um, the Money Heist that blew my mind. The way that they did you know that they would they didn't even have the whole script written they would write as they were filming. So they would film the scenes for that day and then they would sit in the writer's room and go, okay, where, where would be, where could we go with the next part of this story here? We can probably go this way, this way, or this way. You know what I mean? That's why it was so unpredictable because they didn't have a set script. It was like, we can, you know, from here, we could probably go here. We could trip up the audience and go here. We could go this way. Like they you wrote as- it. You see it in the show. The show is extremely unpredictable and I can't wait for it to come back. But go yeah, ahead. I like, I'll watch these things from that perspective. Like, yo, did you see how they use that camera angle? And they went, oh, generation, the acting incredible. The acting's incredible. And the way they shoot this, this show, it is amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, so just, I feel like shows, I get really into the storytelling aspect of it, you know? Give me three songs that exemplify your life's soundtrack. If you had to choose three songs that speak to your life. Okay. First song would be Sinking Deep. Um, I think it's Jesus Culture that sings it. It's one that's like my favorite praise and worship song of all time. So like whenever I'm just like, I need a moment with God. I'll go right into the shower, put that song on. <laughs> um, that one. Um, and then hmm, two other songs, theme song to my life. Um, the Champ is here. Um, <laughs> and let's see. This is hard too, but maybe Mood Forever by Beyonce. Maybe that one. I don't know. I feel like these soundtracks may change depending on the mood, but yeah, right now that's, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right. Last one before we get you out of here. Again, we thank you for taking time out. Top five people, dead or alive, that you would love to be on a song with. Um, okay, cool. Definitely, obviously, Selena. Um, I'll say Alicia Keys. I'll say Doja Cat. I'll say Drake. John Legend. Janae I know I can keep that. That's a solid. You could probably put them all on one song. Yeah, and then if I go in Latin, I would love to work with like Bad Bunny, obviously. I would love to work with Caliuchis, what? Um, I would love to work with Rosalia. Yeah, there's so many artists on that end too, but yeah. That's a solid list for sure, but again, 
it's a lot that y'all kind of got from this episode. It's a lot of gems. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of inspiration, a lot of motivation. Like she said, a couple points and she got you fired up. And you're like, yo, I need to get up and do this thing. It's a lot in this episode. And we still don't know exactly what the title going to be. But <laughs> it, it was a really good episode. We thank you and we appreciate you again for taking time out. Y'all know the vibe, though. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace.